Welcome, everybody, to a Delco Nerd Network podcast. My name is Anthony Rigucci, and here with a few friends from the Delaware County area, we get in the basement and we talk about a certain topic. Today's topic is going to be DNN's Game of the Year, and who best to discuss that with? Of course, my co-host, you know him, you love him, the triple threat, Chris Trio. Gooch, happy new year. Happy new year. First podcast of the new year, Indeed, 2023. as of recording, it is, what, the 8th? So we took a, a little bit of a break there for the holidays. I mean, we were still posting things, of course, but we're back. We're freshened up. We're renewed. And you know what we didn't get the chance to say on the last podcast? I meant to. Thank you to everyone who listens. I don't know. I, I really didn't I didn't get the chance. Perfect segue. To, I, was to gonna, do that. I, I, I was gonna talk about how uh lately, like all of our podcasts have been doing really, really well. Yeah, they've been jumping up a lot. So we really appreciate you guys sticking around with us watching us throughout these whole years. I mean, we've been doing this for oh, five years, four years, five, five. Six? That's actually insane that it's been over half a decade, but seriously, thank you all so much for watching, supporting six following. That's insane. But uh, yeah, big shout out, but we're back for another year of Delco in the network. Gooch, what have you been playing or doing or watching lately? Um, I feel like we got, I have a lot to discuss. I have a lot on mine too. Yeah, I'm probably going to cut some of mine, that's, but I was thinking, yeah, I, like, cause thing. we'll have another podcast actually coming out this month too. So we can save a little juice for that. Or maybe it'll begin, be the beginning of next month anyways. But I was like, we haven't decided if it's going to be February or January yeah. just because it's going to be at the end of the month. But so yeah, true. we'll see. Um, one game that I've been playing for, I guess like a, a pretty much exactly a month is, uh, Midnight Suns, and I'm definitely going to talk a little bit about today, but Midnight Suns has been a little hint as to what I'm going to talk about. A very surprisingly fun experience. Um, yeah, made by Firaxis. It's like an XCOM Marvel card strategy game, and it's fucking stellar. Uh, but I'll definitely save a little bit of that for the podcast. Sure. Um, we did a review on Callisto Protocol not too long ago, and I have officially platinumed that. Or a hundred percent of that, as well as Skyrim. I'm done. Woo! Skyrim, I finished. I think I clocked Check in at off. like two hundred some hours. So like, wow. I remember like my first playthrough through Skyrim was like four hundred. Um, so this I, is with the knowledge. This is with your prior knowledge. You're going in, right. right? So I didn't do everything, but I did everything to get all the achievements. Um, I had to. I, so I missed one. So in the Daedric Artifact quest. There's a Daedric Artifact that doesn't count as a Daedric Artifact. And I had to redo all the Daedric Artifact quests again on another character. Why? What do you mean I'm confused? Um, like, oh, like one of the options for the... Is the like, Rueful Axe is not a Daedric Artifact. The Mask of Clavic, Clavicus Vile oh, is. So I had to redo everything. That's annoying. Yeah. I spent like... It took me like... Isn't there another one where you get like two options? Or is that the only yeah, one? Yeah, the Ring of Hair scene and the... Uh, it's um like an armor. And it's uh, not the same? It's, no. That's you can actually get dumb. You can actually get them both if you like glitch uh, yeah. it. Oh. Um, but yeah, I had to go back and do that. But yeah, Skyrim ended up being really, really fun. Towards the end, I kind of like... Once I was in Solstheim and stuff and doing the Dragonborn <laughs> DLC, I was kind of like... At my wit's end a little bit. Like, I didn't really feel like doing all the side quests there. And mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, like, I, I kind of feel bad about that shit sometimes, especially, like, on a first playthrough. But I'm like, I've played this game before. That's like, what I mean. It's, I'm gonna it's, get not, all it's the first playthrough of this edition, but... Right. Yeah. And, and and get the hell out of there. Sure. Um, I went past Callisto Protocol pretty quick. That I basically just had to do another playthrough and get all the collectibles. Like, nothing really... Achievement wasn't, achievements weren't that hard? No. One playthrough and then some miscellaneous cleanup. And then, again, since there's no chapter select... What is up with games nowadays and no chapter select i feel like i just played like crisis core doesn't have a chapter select Callisto doesn't have yeah a i mean if you're going through select. like a linear game like that there absolutely should be like a chapter yeah, select like, why, why not yeah but you had to i guess play it over again to get to that certain spot in the game or something like that uh yeah i mean i missed more than a few things is there so. a save system of any kind like can yeah. you save like but in those chapters or do you yeah like, but, but you only have so many i assume too but i didn't i'm like i don't know what i missed and i'm just like i'll just replay the sure. whole thing and it, it didn't take me that long um been yeah i mean i've been playing a ton of stuff recently um crisis core which i just mentioned which we'll be reviewing next week so i won't say too much about that um strangers of paradise final fantasy origin i'm Hopping back into that, doing the DLC, which is an absolute fucking nightmare. Nightmare. I, I feel like I'm hitting my head against a wall of bricks. I don't understand why 
you would base a, like a content drop on difficulty. Like it just being hard. It's so hard. And I'm just like, this is horrible. And is it hard in just like a bully, like a spongy way? Like a spongy Yeah, like you get way? one shot and the enemies are just spongy. Yeah. Like it's just like, this isn't difficult. Like, and it's just like every... You're just, you're just upping the, the stats basically yeah, to make so, it more that they are. Yeah. To... So like, like, and um, Team Ninja kind of like does that a little bit with their games, like min-maxing stats, kind of, you know, kind of trying to get the full full effect of, of a of a build and stuff. But I think here it's just like this is like too much. Like I don't need I just wanna like play the game and have fun and do this DLC and get in and get out and not slam my head against the wall like spending like hours, hours doing this. Um and that's really all I've been playing. I mean obviously you know we we reviewed God of War I'm trying to think of what else Go is up there, up there. Um, I talked about Midnight Suns. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's kind of it. Not, not too many new games like in the last like month. It was just Crisis Core and mm-hmm. Midnight Suns that I kind of ended the year with. Um, I did watch Glass Onion the other night. Pretty good film. Um, and I know you watch it. Knives Out is definitely. Superior in my, sure. in my opinion. Yeah. I, I like I thought I we were talking about it like right before we started recording. I just think Glass Onion is a bit um weird. It has like this uh, strange like unrealness to the narrative and the characters. I'm like, this just does not seem like it could actually be real. Where it felt like knives out, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. This could this this feels like kind of real. Yeah, a glass onion really len- leans into the eccentricities, I would say, and such. But no, I, I agree with you. It's definitely not better than the first one. Um, Stargirl finished up. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, we actually probably haven't talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about it in the Discord, which if you're not in, you can join in the description. Um, You know, the CW versus on its way out, and Stargirl is like... I, I still don't even want... I still don't even like Superman and Lois is in the Arrowverse, but like it's not, but mm-hmm. it is, but it's not... Um, so that got canceled and it finished and it it was, it was pretty good. It finished on a pretty cool note. Um, but obviously like when the flash finishes, that will be it that we are, we're definitely going to have to do like a a podcast after that finishes, not reviewing. No, yeah. Just kind of in retrospective almost like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like a retrospective because it's funny how the Arrowverse did kind of start a lot of superhero TV stuff because Marvel definitely wasn't doing it at the time. No, for sure. And, uh, you know. Especially in that way. I mean, and I feel like, you know, a lot of those CW shows, it's fine. I feel like are, they're, they're, they're uh, a bit of soap opera disguised in some, <laughs> some superhero stuff. But they, I feel like The Flash was the peak of that where they just leaned into it so well in the first season. And it, it, oh, that first season of Flash, I would love to go back and rewatch it for sure. Yeah. And then they, they kind of did more and more and more spinoffs and it kind of like just became muddled. Right. And then it all kind of got canceled, which mm-hmm. is which, like realistically, which is, which is fine. I did like, I don't know how much longer, like all that shit could have gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like, you know, like even like Legends of Tomorrow, even though people were kind of pissed, they got, got canceled and didn't, didn't get its ending. Sure. Were like upset, but I'm like, I don't think like that many people were actually like watching No, for sure. Show. Yeah. I think it had its diehard fans. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Stargirl. I'm, I'm trying to remember that the villain was ultra humanite. That, and they didn't reveal it until like the very end. I saw an action scene from that show, and I was like, "This is way better than it has any right to be." Yeah, at some points, like Star Girl's like abilities, I never, I like they were always good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joel McHale played Starman. Yeah. In this, uh, he was introduced, I think, at the end of last season. But oh, he came back like like fully. Y- yeah. They they tell. I mean, I yeah. can spoil it. Yeah, if you I want. guess you're right. Yeah, uh, no, but, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I might but, watch. But some they point, yeah. they reveal like what's going on with that. Sure. It's like because like you, you know they kill the Justice Society and then like Starman's just back. Interesting. And then they but they they explain as to what happened. Uh, yeah, I think Breck Bassinger was uh, Breck Bassinger was great in that role. Um, and at least they got canceled and they were able to actually end it. Yeah, I heard, didn't they film it, like two different yeah, yeah finales? Yeah, sure. And I I I assume. You know, um, you know, they saw that coming a mile away. Well, why? Yeah. I mean, if they filmed two separate finales, yeah, they knew, they knew they it, they knew it was, was definitely coming. on the table, especially now. Like, it, it's funny because, I mean, I, I don't like 
since we're, you know, we've been talking a lot about the DC shakeups, it's like the CW verse really hasn't been in the conversation all that much. I'm kind of, I feel like it's been on the downturn for a while. Like, it, even I'm before. surprised Gunn hasn't come out and been like, yo, like the CW stuff, we're phasing it out. Well, I think they've just been doing that. Because is it, is it, is to, is, I would assume that's under his jurisdiction. In now, the- everything is, I think, under that. Per- uh, that seemed to be already being done, though, before he even came in. I mean, right. like but the, everything is up. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just like Marvel show shit. I it think was it's just so just separate. Like, and even that's just so much more. Uh, yeah, but you're right for sure. Um, two more things. Uh, did you were you able to check out uh, a Christmas Story Christmas? No, I wasn't. Over there, did you enjoy it? I, I saw did. You, did it, you gave it a pretty good review. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, like I watched it with my mom, and I was like, we were like, I was really enjoying it, and the end is like perfect. I I think it's like exactly what a, a sequel to a cult like a legacy sequel need yeah. to be like it's not like it's obviously it's like nostalgia but like it it, it really is like Some, its own thing it's not just member berries i mean it is member berries like a, a of cri- course that's christmas is member berries. no it's not just member berries i should say no, of course not. there is some member berries sprinkled in yeah so it's um it's ralphie like as an adult um having his own family and going back to his hometown for Christmas. Like mm. his dad died. Yeah. And um his mom's not in it, right? Or is the she original a, actress is no, not, yeah. but his mom is in sure. it. But it's a different actor. Got it. Um so yeah, they go back to I forget what the because of the nature awesome. or something yeah. like that. And they go back for Christmas and you know they run into like, you know, the, the like the kids all the kids that like were main characters, like the kid, you know, the two kids that get like their tongue stuck to the pole and fucking uh scott back. scott farkas scott farkas or whatever scott his name Far- is scott farkas like, like they call him like scott yeah you're right yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's, yeah. But it's like scott I don't <laughs> know. yeah he's in it um and it was like enter- entertaining like it's definitely like a kid movie but like there's <laughs> this part where like he like he like they do the double dog dairy scene and they're like in a bar and like one of the guys in a bar and he like doesn't pay his tab but he's friends with him so he gets away with it and he like double dog dares him to like go down this like mining shaft that's like a a slope that like Uh like sled off of and he he does it (laughs) and then like all the adults are like drunk and like starting to like sled down and like just eating shit like utterly like like, like, really hard yeah this is is funny funny. yeah Yeah, i was like yeah and then the ending is like really Mm. good i was just like oh my god i didn't i didn't see it going that direction but (laughs) next year i would definitely watch it last thing um I watched Dragon Age Absolution, which is a Dragon Age animated. I would say it's more an animation than an anime, but it's a it's it's a show that takes place after Inquisition, okay. and it's about sort of teeing up, I guess, what we're gonna see in uh, Dragon Age Dead Dreadwolf. And I really enjoyed it. It's six episodes. It's a heist. You're in. It gets deep really quick, and it it resolves. Twenty minute itself. episodes, I assume. 25 yeah, twenty four minute episodes. I really liked it. I, I finished it in like two right. days. I did. I'm gonna check it out three and three Hmm. i think like with your base knowledge of of inquisition you're good um like some of the characters are ex-inquisition members um they're looking for like a magical artifact and it takes place in tevinter which is where dreadwolf is going to take place we've never been to tevinter what's dreadwolf uh the new game or yeah the the new game okay Uh, yeah um who is the dreadwolf is solace the yeah, I don't know. You didn't beat it, right? I have no idea. So Solus, the guy, you know, the the mage with the bald head, he's an elf. Sure. He I think is so, actually yeah. a god. Mm. In disguised as a human, and he's kind of pulling the strings of that game, you find out. And yeah. So the mage like, that you meet at the beginning of, of yep. I've tried I've tried multiple times to go back to Inquisition. Like, I don't know why I just can't I think it's the combat I just really don't love. But Yeah, so he kind of starts all the events of that game and he's like like in the in the final dlc like he confronts you and like tells you all the stuff and like why he was doing what he was doing and the basically like the inquisition at the end disbands but they have this like ulterior motive of like we're gonna go after solace i see and so they're like the inquisition is like forced to not be the inquisition anymore you can either totally disband or become like more of a peacekeeping force like they disband in the sense of they like they rename they rebrand themselves almost yeah and they're going after classic rebrand but when a company gets outed and they just have to rebrand to get away from the fucking shit yeah like the uh (laughs) like the um the divine forces them to stop because they Mm -hmm. they they become such like a powerhouse because of like the need of them at the time that they become like this, like essentially, like you know, like a big boss, like outer heaven, like military force that 
doesn't answer to anybody. Sure. <laughs> they just kind of like. They just do it. Yeah. They, they do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next Dragon Age game, and um, the, it ends on such a cool note for Dragon Age Two fans. And I was like, oh fuck, man! I'm like, I'm I'm so. So do you excited. think this is necessary viewing for if you're going to go into? If the you're game? a Dragon Age fan, yeah, I think it. But is if you're just like, viewing. if I'm going into the next game, I think it looks cool. Do you think I should watch this? Um, I mean, they haven't shown anything about the game, right? Not really. I don't think it's we like just know it exists. Yes. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, we don't really know anything about it, other than it's going to take place in the, the continent of the Tevinter Imperium, which we've never been to in Dragon Age. Mm. We just know a lot about it. Um, and Tevinter is like... Uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's really magical-based society, and the mages are the aristocracy, and they have slaves, they enslave elves, they enslave mm. minorities, mostly just elves. Um, but, like, the, it's so slavery is, like, widely acceptable, and they practice a lot of forbidden arts of uh, magic and stuff, and they get away with a lot. And they have, like, a different sect of religion compared to everyone else. Got it. So it's, like, their own thing. Like, they're really their own thing. And they always, like, usually when they talk about them, it's, like, a negative. Not in a good way. Like, Tevinter. Yeah. Like, those, 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 those fucking those weirdos. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that's it for me, man. I like it. That sounds like a pretty good list. Yeah, I, I have been watching a lot of stuff. I feel like from... Uh... What the fuck? Sorry, I just got a random text from a person. I don't know who that is in a random picture. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like of a moth. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Movies-wise, I've been watching a ton over the holidays, but I'm not going to get into everything. I'm just going to give you a couple that I would highly recommend and you can watch right now. Uh, last night, we watched The Menu on HBO. That's with... With um, Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes? Yeah, and, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. It was very good. Uh, a deeply, like, unsettling film in the way of it just... You feel uncomfortable the whole time watching it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh... It's two hours. It's on HBO Max for free right now. Definitely would recommend. Uh, then we also watched this other one called God's Crooked Lines. It's on Netflix. God's Crooked Lines. It's actually a foreign language film. It's okay. in Spanish, I believe. Uh, and it's kind of like <laughs> you a... believe? You got through the whole movie? Pretty confident. Language. Yeah, I'm pretty confident it was Spanish. Uh, and I don't know. Or it might have been Portuguese. No, it definitely was Spanish. Anywho, it's kind of like a murder mystery. Uh, this woman gets sent to an asylum... And there's a lot of different things going on. And maybe she's there for one reason, but actually it's another reason. And is she crazy or is she sane? Kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Leo DiCaprio. Shutter Island. Mm. I would say it's a bit in that vein. Uh, would definitely recommend. I thought it was very cool. Uh, why does my phone keep shutting up? Glass Onion, like you said, of course. We watched Strange World on Netflix, too. The new, or I'm sorry, not on Netflix, on Disney. Uh, it's their no oh, new, that animated it's their newest movie animated that they movie. let out to die. Yeah, very wild and cool um, visuals, and like it's an interesting world. But the characters and the story was just so odd and all over the place that I just didn't care. Uh, kind of sad for I think like their pedigree. That's DreamWorks, I believe, or whatever. Like, or is, is that their animation company? I can never remember. No, uh, Pixar. Pixar, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, had Jake Gyllenhaal in like the lead role. Really? And it's funny. I would, it just felt like he just kind of got in the room and said the lines. Like, I don't know. He was yeah. fine. He's usually amazing in every movie I, I watch him in, but I, I've been, I've been listening to a podcast called I Hear Voices. It's with uh, Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Mm -hmm. And Will Friedle has kind of like, um, noticed this trend where animated movies will get actors to be voice over actors, but instead they should be getting voice, voice actors, actors yeah. to actually be in these roles. That's true, but like, they need to put a name at the top of the poster. Right, and that's what he's saying. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can have The Rock in the main role, but like, why don't the rest of the cast be voiceover actors? No, it's true. Not just but like, again, you know, then Will, you have other Willem people. Defoe coming in and being... But then you can say Willem Dafoe puppet, is in your, in your movies. But I mean, I do think there are great examples of real actors doing voice acting very well. Yeah, but then like you, you just said, like but, Jake Gyllenhaal kind of comes in and phones it in. Yeah, and maybe that's because he just didn't know what was going on because the story is very like, what is happening? Uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's free on Disney if you have kids, watch it with them. We just watched it because it was the new like Disney animated movie and it was eh. But speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, hmm. I finally watched 
Ambulance? Prisoners. <laughs> Ambulance <laughs> is his most seminal works. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Prisoners. Prisoners is fucking. I had great. never seen it, and I was like, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a dark film. Obviously, Paul very Dano. heavy themes. Paul Dano. Being that role Paul probably Dano. got him the Riddler. Oh no, and I think that's that's kind of the role he's played a lot. To be yeah, honest, that. He is, yeah, he's he like, like I don't yeah. even know how else to describe it. Yeah. But uh, man, what a crazy film! I did not realize. I totally did not realize that was Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah, yeah. Directed yeah. that. He's did a great job. He really kind of sets the scene in the mood. It's a it's a dark film, but I would highly recommend it. Hugh Jackman is awesome in it. So is Jake Gyllenhaal. They're both they both lead it very well. Uh, and then yeah, Violent Night we saw last night. Theater experience wasn't great, but I would highly recommend the movie. It was so much fun. One of the best action films I've seen in a while. Gooch. It was almost a high tier film. It was almost a high tier. So film. it's mid tier. It's a mid tier film just because of the length. If the okay. like, it would be an absolutely perfect film if you shave did you, twenty to twenty five minutes. Did you see off what that. I said in Discord? No, I didn't. I was like, Trio likes uh, a short but powerful experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, you can trademark that and put that on a t shirt. Put, uh, put that on as your gravestone. <laughs> and then, last but not least, Del Toro's Pinocchio was really cool, dude. I need to. You need to watch it. it. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's dark. It really kind of commits to the the more horrorish aspects of that story. Not horror, but dark is the word the uh, more the more like the original story yes yeah right, and i right. mean it connects right to world war ii and i mean it's like the nazis really yeah like the nazis oh, like the fascism at the course. time is heavily involved yeah Mo loves doing that shit Dude. you've seen pan's labyrth right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, i am that's exactly what i thought of yeah. when you said that but uh absolutely we recommend that it's definitely kind of dark and a little bit long but thoroughly enjoyable just based off of the visuals alone Games-wise, I've been playing The Witcher 3 update, which has been a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had kind of a, a playthrough already started where I did most of the main stuff, but I had Tucson, like, completely untouched. So I've just been doing that. And, Gooch, I finally understand Gwent. Oh, yeah. I've been doing it. I've been playing and it. And I was like, dude, I understood it from game one. Well, to be <laughs> honest, I just remember I not, like, Gwent. really trying to, like... I remember just being like, ah, I don't care, and kind of, like, ah, skipping through it. No. And you know, Great. Gooch, I'm here to say I was wrong. I'm, like I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's and the Marvel it's snap of, of the Witcher universe. Absolutely. <laughs> Started the quarry. That's been a lot of fun. I mean, that's that's the yeah. experience that you're anticipating. I got that for God, like I, 15 bucks. So that was you know, a great I steal. I, I think I I did platinum that recently, but I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Um, yeah, good game. But it's just like every time I play those games, I, I find the flaws in Supermassive's uh grand design and i'm sure. just like dude you could you could like not in their story and in the gameplay but in the um the supportive mechanics and the quality of life in the game in the game yeah. it's like why can't i just like like chapter select really easily and and kind of see like the butterfly effect like detroit become human does i'm like i, I need more to support this story because it's it's short and sweet and like you would like to know what you're missing Right, if that, you can go but back also and, because I had like because of like the trophy hunting aspect of those games and what the trophies and the achievements require, and like like I remember, for, asked, I remember yeah. for Little Hope for some reason there was a few trophies that were like really difficult and I couldn't seem to find the answer on the internet. It's like nobody really knew exactly like what you were supposed to do, but it like this do this and that and like it should happen and it's like well like. Wouldn't it be better if we just could look at this at the big picture and like go and in? We saw and that like, this was this was where the butterfly. Right, yeah, these like are the Detroit dialogue has that big spider web go out. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And I think like whenever we get, and I'm looking forward to playing uh, the Devil Inside. Um, I need ne- to finish next, New Little Hope too. Ne- I have next that. Halloween um, for sure. But I can't wait for season two of whatever the Dark Pictures anthology is because I hope they make those improvements. I I, I hope so too. It, it's they know what they're doing. They just like you said, they need to put the finer points on it for sure. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I finally I, I might not have mentioned this because this is since the last podcast. Sifu, I finally got around to playing and yeah. God, I fucking I really love that game. Yeah. I, I I really it's kind of blown me away how much I really didn't know about it and how much of my type of game it is. The combat system's great. I'll probably be talking about it more uh, a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, great stuff. And I finished High on Life, which I'll also be talking about a little bit more later. More great stuff that I can elaborate on further on. But that's it, Gooch. That's all I've been really up to myself. So let's jump into our topic at hand here, our game of the year. And of course, we'll be talking about a few other uh 2020 gaming uh related topics here and we want to thank everyone who participated in our little form yeah again, thank you thank uh, you participated and uh you know 
shows, our biggest surprises, biggest moments, what we're excited for uh, this year and in the future, and what our what your favorite games of the year were. So that's exactly what we're gonna start with. And um, you know, so our first question: what what is our what what is your game or games of the year? Because I feel like we always have some runner ups, right? Absolutely. Like I, I, for this year, I I re- this is a there were a lot of like good games that I really enjoyed this year, and I find like naming one the definitive game of the year was really challenging for me. Um, and I do have some runner-ups. Do you want to start us off? Do we want to start off with an audience one? What do you want to uh, do? I say let's hit us first, and then we'll go to the audience. How about okay. how about that? Yeah, whatever uh, works. All right, so I had five games on my game of the year list uh, in no particular order, but I will give like my game of the year. So I got Sifu, God of War Ragnarok, Elden Ring, Pentiment, and High on Life. Those are my top fives. Hmm. Uh, with my number one, God of War, Sifu. Ooh, I think Sifu is trio. truly it's yeah it's something okay. that sucked my t- it's 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 an experience. That's to say suck your teeth. Sunk my yeah sucked my teeth into. Uh, <laughs> no, it really sucked, sucked, your teeth. <laughs> sucked my teeth. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It is such a really amazing fighting game that capitalizes on that old style like kung fu movie aesthetic delivers an interesting story that's not too overbearing but that has a lot to hide and has a lot more to offer than you realize on the surface because you can kind of beat the game once without really beating it and really experiencing the full experience of the game which is cool and it was so much fun to go back through i'm, I'm trying to work through the platinums the platinum right now on it i only have two nice more it's pretty challenging it's it's funny i really did not find it that bad oh, i did okay. most I, I found like most of it is just going back there's like four achievements where you have to do specific actions on each level which really overall weren't that tough when you look up how to do them uh i think the hardest one so far is going to be uh maybe probably just uh, finishing the game before a certain age so like you have to finish it yeah. before 50 and for before 25 yeah so that's been kind of hard i've so far i've gotten through the first three levels with all my lives like with staying at 20 so i think i can do it but uh yeah no i didn't find the achievement list to be that but there are definitely some combo ones that i just got by accident by playing that i didn't even really have to think about so that might be tough if you're trying to like go for those specifically it might be a little annoying but if you just play the game you'll get a lot of them and goddamn. Sifu is such a fun game. Was it's Elden gonna... Ring in your list? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I just, I was that would probably. I it remember. it might it. actually go exactly how I listed it if I really had to list it by. Yeah, you don't but have to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. Gooch, what about you? I was going to say, why don't we jump to an audience one? Yeah, real let's quick. do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Connor writes in and says, Pokemon Legends Arceus would probably be it for me. His game of the year. Hmm. Um, I was intrigued with the direction of the Poke- uh, the Pokemon company was going with this one. Uh, more open world exploration with survival elements added, whereas in the past you needed a Pokemon of your own in order to encounter and capture. Um, it was also interesting to return to a previous region in which a uh, different point in time to change up the experience, connect the dots with characters and locations seen in the present. Um, it was definitely a decent step forward for the series that seems to be sticking around and is uh, being improved upon with the more massive world shown in Scar- our Scarlet and Violet. I look forward to see how the classic Pokemon format continues to evolve from this point. Interesting. Um, I know. I know. There's been a lot of contention with Scarlet because it just runs Scarlet and Violet because they run apparently absolutely terribly. Like shite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm interested to get to a Switch conversation later, but um, because um, we never really obviously you have that's a, Switch, a blind spot. Yeah, I but don't. I, it's yeah. definitely a blind spot for our podcast. That's why I included it because it's nice to hear from people who are playing games we are not absolutely um like Pokemon and I and I did hear a lot of good things from Pokemon. Uh, so those are just uh, like are full on RPGs, right? Or are they like what? How do Pokemon those, games? Yeah. Yeah, for the most right, part. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I don't. I don't know exactly how. I know Arceus is different from the normal Pokemon games, but I'm as to the details, I'm not exactly <sighs> sure too much. But yeah, that's what Chris had to say. Um, my games of the year, in no particular order: Elden Ring, A Plague Tale Requiem, Pentiment, and I think that's it. The three, you got three. I like it. Yeah, those those are the three that really stuck out for me. I like year. it. Um, and I think I would have to give my game of the year to Plague Tale. I think it was just such a 
such a step up from such a small developer um that i like i really like it, it, it's not my biggest surprise of, of this year but it was just this like like i was playing that game and i was just utterly moved um by the story and the characters and just how deep it was going and and the performances and um not to, the gameplay was good but not not so much the gameplay so sure. i would like to see the gameplay improve in the next one but yeah i was just from playing um what's the first one called play tale innocence. innocence from playing innocence and then going right into requiem i was really into it and i didn't really like innocence and in, like i liked it i liked it but it wasn't this like wow this is the game of the year no so i was interested to see this like b tier game go to like a tier like really like smoothly. it's in the pocket yeah yeah that's cool yeah i've i mean you've gushed about it so i really need to play it um yeah and it was it was hard i i'm mean, we've talked about Elden ring a lot yeah um and i think the only thing we didn't mention talking about the game awards podcast was the conversation around it um like we talked about it like piercing the veil and like the zeitgeist but i i didn't think we really one thing i think we did not or we kind of like forgot to mention was like it was just like the conversation of that game and hearing like where your friends were and what they found and what you were doing and what they were doing and your friend telling you, Oh, I found this thing here. And you would go find that thing. And like the communication and like the, the social experience that that game kind of brought to the scene is something that was like truly special. It was like, so cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was doing it, we were doing it in our discord and I was doing it in other discords and, doing it in streams and watching youtube videos and be like oh shit i never found this or yeah i never finished that quest line i gotta go back and um yeah it like the experience around those games it's like god of war ragnarok didn't really doesn't really have that it's um even though you know i feel like for a lot of people god of war and um and um elden ring are probably the game of the year for sure um but yeah i i i yeah, something I and it maybe recency bias has something to do with it for me. It's kind of hard to tell. For sure. Uh, exactly. I mean, that will always do it. I feel like the ones at the beginning of a year, the games always kind of get sidelined to it because it's hard to remember how much time you put into them. And I'm trying to remember what really even came out early last year. I feel like this was a very back ended. Yeah, year, this right? was a real back ended year because uh, I'm going to bring this up, but like, yeah, like I remember in the beginning of the year, you know, it was Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, and like that was it for till like September. came out early, but again, that was that. Yeah, no, that was splash. another yeah, another like title year, that was yeah. January. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we had we had a an a, an early year, but then like you know March to September there was nothing. I mean, four out of five games on my list came out in the last three. Actually, no, Elden Ring was early, so only three. I forget. I keep forgetting Elden Ring was March. Right or something around there. No, February, February, end of, end of February. And I do have one more audience pick. We were talking about God of War. Ian Fitzgerald says God of War Ragnarok was my game of the year. Gameplay, story, visuals, and lore was what stood out to him, and definitely makes sense. But I again, can't, I can't argue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God of War. It's just like. I just for think, me, it's just like it. It just can't. Be. It's a different conversation. I think yeah. they are very apples to oranges games in the way of. You experience the, the the story is a major part of the experience in Elden Ring, or I'm sorry, in, in God of War. Whereas Elden Ring, it's more the experience that you're there for. Of like, I found this cool thing. I found this guy who gave me this armor, and like, it's not like, did you see about Sir Radagast the Grave? Like, it's like I beat him, but that's not. You're not like concerned as much with the story of why you're beating him. Whereas in God of War, that's what you're more talking about when you're talking with someone. It's not the discovery, but more the discovery of the the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So we're moving on to biggest letdowns. What was your biggest letdown of the year? I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to say it. Anyways. And it could be a game. It, it can be a moment. It doesn't really, you know. Halo. Halo Infinite. Has been my biggest letdown of this last year for the most part. I mean, it's been picking okay. back up. It's been picking back up in the last couple months, and I will give them a bit of credit there. <laughs> but this la- like the first half of, I guess this year for halo really disappointed me and i think that counts because the majority of our time spent with halo at this point has been in 2022 yeah. rather than when it came out in 2021 we like, only had a month or two i'll give them credit they seem to be trying to dig themselves out they got forge out there's a lot of cool game modes a lot of cool forge maps coming out but i'm having a lot of i'm having a tough time redownloading it and like really finding the urge to want to 
hop back in. And that's sad because I was talking to Ian about it, my roommate, and that had all of us. Yeah, he was in the balls. other room in the main room playing on the Xbox. Yeah, I, I was on mine. We were in a seven-person party. Yeah, they had lightning in a bottle, Gone. and just let it go. Yeah, and it's just super unfortunate. And I don't know if it will ever redeem itself—not redeem, but ever get back up to that zeitgeist nerve that it hit. And I think that would probably be my biggest disappointment of 2022. There's definitely another one that I had. I think I wrote when I even answered our questionnaire because I just did it to go through and see what we were doing. But maybe Callisto would be a runner. That is that. mine. Yeah, Callisto is mine because it had such a big hype uh, around Glenn. Such Schofield. promise. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there are like there are some other games. And the Joey Fowler writes in and saying Overwatch two. Uh, Google it. And I I couldn't agree more. Um, but I feel like I almost wasn't, I like almost saw it coming and I wasn't like super excited, but for Callisto, I was really just like, holy shit. Like, dude, like I just played through the entire dead space series and I'm going to do that. Like almost the same thing again, but with like a, a fresh coat of paint, new characters, new world made by the same guy I'm in. And it ended up being like beyond disappointing. That really sucks. Cause it does. <sighs> Watching those reviews come out the night before and be like that. You're like, oh, no. I was literally, it, it caused me, I've said this on the podcast, it caused me to not buy the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is kind of unacceptable. Right. You're not giving, even if they let people review that and those reviews maybe came out a week before, I might have still bought it, actually, and given it the more of a shot. But it felt like a dirty trick, not a dirty trick. Maybe that's too harsh a way to put it, but a bit of a trick to be like, no, we're waiting to give you, to put to, to, for the, uh, what's the word? The, the block on reviews. Embargo. Embargo to lift until the night before the game comes out. So I was like, I'm just going to wait for this to go on sale. Gotham Knights right now, a running joke I, of bringing it up, it's $35 for sale. Right yeah, now like I, was, so, I was, Gotham Knights would pro is probably like my runner up, but I almost was like, again, like I don't think I, I don't think I thought Gotham Knights was going to be like incredible. It wasn't showing well. Yeah, Calista Protocol I thought was, was going to be well. really good. Yeah, it was showing well and it was being talked about well. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. Fred writes in and says, The biggest letdown of the year wasn't any one game, but the lack of interesting games to play. This year was definitely a drought to me, and Fred, I couldn't disagree with you more. I agree with we, your disagreement. We, we had a very heavy Q4. Crisis Core. Midnight Suns. Um... Callisto, you know, even though it wasn't the greatest game ever. God of War, Ragnarok. High on life. Pentiment, high on life. You had a lot this year. And of course, Eldering, Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus, um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We had a lot of games, but it was all at the beginning and all at the end. Yeah. But the middle was, I, I remember when it we was were, an empty sandwich. When we were having a conver you know, a conversation like at the, at the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022, we were like, this year's going to suck. And like it, it kind of sucked right until like October. Dis October, yeah, you're right. When, yeah. when games started coming out and be like, ah, new games, and they're all coming out yeah. in like two months. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, Gooch, I can't agree with you more and disagree with you more, Fred. But thank you for writing in. No, uh, it, it, there's there was a a good fistful of games that I had this year just from that list. And an honorable mention for my game of the year, I meant to add a PS was uh, Destroy All Humans. I, I thoroughly mm. enjoyed that game. It was a nice little palate cleanser before like bigger, kind of more meaty games came out. Uh, yeah, I, I just think there was a lot of variety in this year. I think it was very disappointing in the way of what we thought was coming this year, for sure. And But I think just Elden Ring alone coming out with such, not a new style, but reinvent, not even necessarily reinvent, yeah, reinventing it to a degree for an open world format and making it more accessible to a larger swath of, of gamers is, I think, a big deal. And even something, we got a very original freaking first person shooter with high on life which listen i will say if you're not like a, a rick and morty slash justin moreland fan that's probably not going to be your game but it's still cool to see a first person shooter story driven game come out and do well and do well on uh on other th on uh like the game pass subscription service and things like that and then you got like pentiment which is a game i would never see coming in a million years and never would have thought i would have enjoyed as much as i did and it's in a format that i don't usually play as much i mean right. the closest thing i played to that format wise would probably be stardew valley maybe would you say like even like maybe <laughs> I, I don't I mean, even know i wouldn't say they're in the same i i i hear you know in the 2d I I, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, i don't yeah. even again i don't know but fred thank you for writing regardless trio yes next up 
What was your biggest surprise of the year? I really wish I wrote down the answers that I gave to these. Um, maybe Sifu, I would say, in the way of I just it was completely under my radar, and I've enjoyed it way more than I would have ever guessed. I don't know why. I it looks like my game from the outside in. I just didn't put in the time to I guess look into what it was. Did you buy it at launch or no? No, I bought okay. it like a couple weeks ago. Weeks ago or something. Yeah, yeah, it was on sale on on PlayStation. And it, it's really amazing. And I would say probably a, a, a runner-up to that would be High on Life, for sure. I, I enjoy that game much more than I thought I would. Uh, it's got a lot of cool combat. It's very different, very wacky, of course. So, yeah, I would say those two. Mine would be Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns really came out of left field. One, because it got delayed, and then it got pushed up. It was delayed into early 2023, and then it was like, nah, just kidding, December 2022. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Confident, okay. are we? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Uh, pretty confident. And then I played it, and I'm like, dude, I love this gameplay loop. So the gameplay loop is like, you create original character, the hunter. I'm playing as a female, which I found interesting choice to do. She's on the <laughs> weirdo. No, she's, she's on the box art, and I like didn't like the way the males looked. Sure. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go with a girl. Dude, I go with girls all the time. Sometimes in RBG. I really. Don't. It's like it's a different experience. Like we're living life all the time as a dude. It's a different perspective. It's interesting sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not many games really capitalize on so that. So the but. idea is like. The Avengers are teaming up with the Midnight Suns, and the Midnight Suns are fighting against Lilith, like the you know the demon from, I guess biblical from hell, yeah. from hell, yeah, yeah, Lilith, and you are Lilith's daughter, and the idea is like the Midnight Suns are already at the Abbey, they're doing their thing. It's Blade, it's Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider, it's Nico, uh, Minorori, uh, who's from the Runaways. Um, it's Ileana Rasputin, aka Magic. It's so it's a you know your Midnight Sun are a, a different cast of characters and probably not, some that you're definitely not familiar with. It's like Justice League Dark kind of equivalent, right? You yeah, would say. exactly. Yeah. And then with your Avengers, you know, you get your Tony Stark, your Captain Marvel, your Captain Doctor, America, your Doctor Two? Strange, your Captain yeah. America, Wolverine. Um, and I don't know if any Spider Man, um, but Spider Man isn't an Avenger; he's just his own thing. And it's it's I, I love when DC and superhero games throw you into their world so fucking deep. You mean Marvel and, and stuff? So, what did I say? DC. Yeah, yeah. I think I said DC and comics. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, like yeah. those kind of games. Yeah, like yeah. Injustice does this. Yeah, they throw you so deep into their world and don't explain a goddamn thing, but you are right in it. Yeah, you don't need to be I love explained. That. No, I don't. You're right. I don't you don't need to explain anything. Yeah. I like totally get All right, this. They know each other. You see the dynamics. You understand what's happening. Right. Yeah. Some of them know each other. Some of them don't. And they quarrel and they have their own little like you really feel like the Abby is that like you're you're really like playing like Sims with Avengers characters. That's and, cool. And Marvel characters. And then the combat is, you know, our RTS, you pick three characters, you go into the fight and you, you, you have a deck of cards for each character and it's really strategic and, you know, you have to either kill all the enemies or kill the boss or recover these items and you have to do this within a certain difficulty and your difficulty scales. Uh, the gameplay loop is so satisfying. I don't think the story is all that great, but I, I just really like interacting with these characters in this world. Sure. And it's so plebeian. <laughs> like Robbie Reyes and Peter Parker have uh, like a little club. It's called um, Shop Class and they make shit and you get in, and they have it every so often and they invite the character to it. And Tony gets a whiff of this and he starts intruding on it and they get upset because like. They don't want to make it's to- they- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wanna, yeah. And you kind of are in the middle of this little like spat. And it's not, it's so not there's anything- some somewhat RPG elements in the way of not RPG, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, Sims, Bl- like you're, you're making choices. Blade for likes Captain Marvel, and that's a that's like a little plot line that's going on. Um, uh, Magic like doesn't really like anybody all that much. Mm-hmm. Like she likes the Midnight Suns, but she like kind of keeps everyone at arm's length, and you get close to her, and you kind of figure out like what's going on with her, and, sure. and some of her past drama, and and uh, yeah, I just really like the way the characters are. It feels so much different from the MCU, and it feels really different from what like Marvel's Avengers did. Like I don't feel like we're like where that was like copycat MCU. Sure, this doesn't feel like this that feels at very all. much like Captain America's his own version, like and stuff like those characters that we know very well. They don't feel like just like a weird photocopy print that isn't quite right uh, of that character. I yeah, like there it. really is something about this game that's special, and I and I. 
fucking like i said the gameplay loop is so satisfying you're upgrading all your characters their abilities you're upgrading the abbey and what's in it and you can send heroes out on missions and they go out for a day and you do a research project and that takes a day to develop and there's like so many different gameplay mechanics within the act with outside of the actual gameplay and, I'm, yeah. and I'm, i just find the whole thing really enjoyable so i i'm gonna pick it up at some point XCOM for sure has been, it's been a game that's always been on my radar for as long as it's been out the new the, uh, at least XCOM 2 yep and the newer ones um yeah maybe i'll jump into firaxis's past titles after this and, I, and and it doesn't feel one thing i was scared was like is this going to be too hard uh, I'm on the hardest difficulty. You actually unlock difficulties as you play. I'm not sure what does that, but like I got like hard one, and then there's like I see. hard like six. Like it just keeps getting more difficult. I'm not sure how you get to unlock all those, but like sure. I enjoy the challenge, and it's fun to just be like, all right, like I just I'm like a few round a uh, few rounds into this fight, and I'm doing bad. So I'm just gonna restart the fuck it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm not being like super penalized. Like in XCOM games, like you lose characters if, if they die, uh, and I don't feel like uh, you're like, really stuck in that. Right, like gotcha. when you when people die, they get injured. So like if you bring them back in on another mission real quick, they're gonna start with a damage penalty or something like that, or I like see. a health penalty. Okay, that's interesting. So and then each individual character has their own deck. You're saying? Yeah, they okay. all have their own char. They all have their own abilities. So. All right. Um, magic, uh, uses her limbo portal to, she pushes people through it and she can put, push them out anywhere on the map. Ooh. So you use your limbo card, you make a portal and the portal directs people could be into an exploding barrel off a ledge, Wherever, into yeah. other people. And you could send the one guy through it and he's going through the other side and he, you know, he, he's hitting whatever you're pushing him into. Interesting. And then like Captain America is a tank. Uh, Captain Marvel is a big yes, damage <laughs> damage powerhouse. She because she can like once you use enough abilities, she goes binary and she all her attacks do a lot more. I see. So everyone kind of has their own flavor of gameplay. What's what's sad is I think like Ghost Rider is like I, I like Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider a lot. I like his aesthetic, but I don't think I like his gameplay style all that much. Um, he's kind of like Magic, but a little different. He uh, he does a lot of like life steal and soul steal, and he has his gotcha. own mechanics. But yeah, I I. You gotta play it, man. All right, man. I, it's on the list for and sure. It, and it seems like a, it's a long haul game. I don't think it's it's not a game you're gonna beat in a weekend. Like it's a it's like a Stardew Valley or like a Skyrim. Like I you're see kinda, you're kind of building you're, up. You're kind of right, gonna be right. chunking out this for cool. a while. Which I, I, I I'm intrigued. I'm fine. With. I'm intrigued. No, I like it. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about big surprises. I went on for a little bit. There. I'm sorry. No, I like it. <laughs> um, we had some writings. Andre Vufung says, uh, the, the reveal of Wulong Fallen Dynasty at the Xbox showcase was his biggest surprise for the year. That was the, that's the next game by Team Ninja. Ah, who did, what did they do before? Uh, so Strangers in Paradise were their last game. Gotcha. But Neo 1 and Neo 2 also gotcha and um chris connor writes in and says was surprised how much was shown for the super mario brothers movie trailer curious to see how much more will be revealed before release yeah i really don't know i i i feel like it's funny i feel like they've simultaneously showed a lot but not a lot at all for that (laughs) yeah i need more chris pratt i do in my life i do too i need more chris pratt mario voice it's a me (laughs) uh what is our next question gooch what games are you looking forward to most in 2023 so obviously must have a 2023 release date obviously things can be um delayed but obviously we have some dates for some stuff so i'm gonna flat out say a lot of people wrote in and a lot of people said zelda tears of the kingdom like most of the people who wrote in interesting mentioned zelda. legend of zelda tears tears of the kingdom and that was kind of making me think. I'm like, maybe that maybe we need to break our Nintendo review. Uh, I mean, dude, I'll have this. May- I'm gonna buy it. I'm, I will definitely I'm like, get maybe it. Maybe like I, you know, obviously I'm not gonna play it. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe I was I was really thinking about it because I'm like, yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to that. Clearly, no, um, I'll play it for sure. I'm I mean, like, I definitely want to review it. I would love. I'm to, in the like, castle for Breath of the Wild. I should really finish. Like, that. I just need to like. I'm like, I'll come over to someone's house and I'll fucking watch that game. I'll. I'll so see you want to come play it over my place with me a little bit? Yeah, we can do that one yeah, night dude. for sure. Yeah, I'm like, I think we need to break this Nintendo kind of streak we have. Well, and I think that that's a Nintendo worthy gamers. one of right. That's, that, what I that's mean. a good one. Yeah, to start that's a with. worthy way to do it for sure. What's your biggest? Um, what are you looking forward to this year? I need I sh- again. I should have written down my things. Like what? There, I feel like there's a few games that come out like right at the beginning of next year or, or this year. I'm really just in the immediate excited for Dead Space remake. Mm. I, I I I am curious to see how that turns out. 
They seem to be staying very faithful story-wise for the first half, but we really haven't seen much at all from the second half. So I think they are going to change some things, and, and we'll see how that goes. So in the immediate, for sure, that what there's Resident Evil 4 comes out pretty soon too, but March. then what else comes out around that time? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is in June alongside Street Fighter and something else. Hogwarts Legacy is in uh, February, which will be mine. I'll talk about that in a yes. sec. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just talk about it right yeah, now. Yeah, do it because that's um, on my list. Hogwarts too. Legacy is my what I'm looking forward to this year. I, I There's a few different reasons why. I think it looks really good. Like, gen- genuinely looks absolutely fantastic. I'm really, I think I have a lot of faith in those devs, and I forget who it is. Avalanche. I'm pretty sure they just did like Just Cause and things like that before. If I'm Are you pr- sure? No, it's Porky Games. I thought. I think a lot of them are from Avalanche, though. So who? Uh, I'm gonna look it up, but continue. Yeah, I, I, and you know, getting off the Harry Potter rewind review, I'm just really ex- We haven't had a Harry Potter game like this besides a movie tie-in and Lego games, right? Yeah. So I'm just really looking forward to what we're gonna see here, and I'm and what I'm also really looking forward to is the people who decided to boycott this game eat their fucking lunch and realize that this game is good. Well, but again, they don't think it, that it's it not being Harry Potter and being re- written by J- its original source material being written by JK Rowling has nothing to do with these developers and that they're boycotting it for the absolute wrong reasons. I mean, that's just, if you're truly sitting there and doing that, the more f- power to you, you have all the, you, you can save your money if you want, but the f- I think that's dumb. the foot's going to be in uh, the mouth when you know we're a week before the game and the embargo comes up and it has a nine out of ten. And but it's even if it's a, but again, even if it doesn't, even if it's bad, like just not playing it based off of that reason alone, I just don't. I I don't know if I can understand. I don't. I it's it's a bit ridiculous to me for sure. Uh, I even if it sucks, even like because I don't feel like I see people being like this game looks terrible. They're just like we're not going to play it because of that reason. And it's like okay, hey free country you can choose to do that i really don't mind but it's dumb uh yeah i can't wait either i think aesthetically it looks amazing idea wise just the being back in the 1800s and uh yeah looking forward to the character creation of course aesthetic looks great you get to fucking go through all all of hogwarts ah great stuff can't wait i think your your listing for this was uh star wars fallen survivor by the way oh that was another because that's so close too. actually that's That's a big one for sure yeah march like I was trying to think, like first half of 2022 or 2023, I should say. Uh, but yeah. Next up, um, basically the same question, but beyond 2023, we have a lot of games that are kind of looming, and we wanted I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Of course, my uh, you know. wait. What I'm gonna take a wild guess and say what it is for you. <laughs> DS2? Death Stranding 2, baby. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I have a feeling that game is going to be end of 2024 for just... You think it's that close out? I guess Death yeah, Stranding 1 see, did come out in 2020. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, it's a different... You know, Kojima isn't starting from scratch anymore. So I feel, True. I feel like it's a little bit different of a cadence. And um, obviously, we haven't seen any of that game. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like... And especially since they have more in the clip they're like doing more games. So I just have a feeling this game is going to be out sooner than later. Gotcha. Um, and uh, Christian also wrote in and said, Death Stranding 2 by a country mile, of course. You know, like how... I mean, Gooch, I'm going to be honest with you. Come on. For me, that's probably mine. Just because... Really? I what, like, I don't know what else is coming out really majorly in the like far-flung field. Maybe, like I was going to say Wolverine, but that feels a little boring because I'm assuming that's going to be great. But uh, like, what, yeah, like what else is like super down the road at the moment that we don't like Fable? Maybe actually, I would say I would really hope that, that game ends up being a really cool and interesting reinvention of that series and genre. But so, we'll see. So Ian wrote in with a few. Um, he said Campo Santos next game, which was we've seen it in the, in the in the shadow of something. It's like. Look up, look up Canto, Campo Santo's next game. Um, it has a trailer in the Valley of, in the Valley of, in the Valley of the Gods. Thank you. In the Valley of Gods. Yeah, and it takes place in like ancient Egypt, not ancient Egypt, but I like early eighteen hundred Egypt. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, we have not heard anything about that game. I think like like seven or eight years. Um, uh, and it's like a it's like a st- I think it's a Valve published. Oh, and I'm like I don't Campo Santo did Firewatch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, was, I yeah. saw it. So, and I just I actually play Firewatch this year. I need to. Um, it's on my list. And I'm just like, yeah, that would be cool if that game came out. You but, know what uh, I just thought of too, Gooch? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Might be my my real one, 007. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's, I, I think, I, that's think I would be. I, I would talk about that more if there was more to talk more about. More to talk for sure. Um, like, yeah. and Ian also said Star Wars Eclipse, and that's another one. It's like I think we could probably be saying that for the next four years. Yeah, who knows? We're looking forward to I Star mean, Wars Eclipse because we're yeah. not hearing about it anytime no, soon. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's like it's too far off, uh, and I think like uh, and maybe I may maybe I take this one out next year because it is kind of a broad question. What are you looking forward to? The not that it was released and you we know about, but isn't coming out this year. It's always like a well, yeah, Fable, but like what what is there to even talk about? Nothing. That's what I mean, and that's that's what I'm like Wolverine. Nothing. Like you know, yeah. I like guess like if you thing... said like Spider Man Two, it's like okay, like what we'll, like we could get that game this year. That's true. Uh, but I will say one that's another far flung is whatever uh, Dan Hauser creates next with his new company, uh, the former rock star creator and studio head. So creative director, actually, at Rockstar. So I'm, I'm super high on whatever that w- could be. But yeah, we'll see. What 2022 game did you want to play but didn't get around to? Didn't really have much for this, I guess. I mean, I know yours. Callisto. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, what was the other one? Plague Tale. True. Yes. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. who I would say. Because I remember you most. like I gotta play Innocence first. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you do. For sure. Yeah. Uh, mine for this was um, and it's it's really a, it's an odd answer, but it's it's an answer nonetheless. Uh, probably Project uh, Triangle Tri- uh, Triangle Tri <laughs> Triangle Triangle Strategy. This is a um. A Square Enix RTS game in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactic that's exclusive to Switch. Yeah. So that's why I haven't played it, because mm. I don't have the console to play it. But Square always does this when they do Switch exclusive games. It always it's gonna come it's gonna come to another console at some point. Um but that's a game like I love the like it's it's like the Octopath Traveler hybrid 2D 3D style that I think is really popular right now. Live Alive is also like that. Octopath Traveler 2 is gonna sure, look like that sure. as well. Um yeah, that was a game that I was just like, yeah, I would love this game, but I don't have a Switch. Yeah. One time... Oh, Jesus Christ, that was a weird hiccup. We'll get you on it one time, Gooch. Maybe you'll buy one. Who knows? Maybe I'll just gift you one, and you'll have to I mean, to take maybe it. if they get trophies, I'll think about it. You know? That's Fair all, enough. That's all I need to do. Fair enough. And uh, Christian wrote in and said, um, Stray and Plague Tale were his. Yeah, Stray I didn't finish, I will say. I started yeah. it, never got back around it. Uh, what was your favorite game that you played this year that did not come out this year? The Witcher Three. Not that I it's, again. This is I, I I assume the question is meant to be like what you're playing for the first time this year. Yeah, but uh, I don't really have anything. <laughs> you, I, didn't, I, you didn't have anything from the backlog that, that hard. Uh, not that, that, that like, like wasn't that from this year really that really? I can, that I can huh. think of. Yeah, like seafood. You, you kind of jump. You you jump you play I a jump. lot of you jump a lot. I jump for sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah I no, I nothing I haven't played anything new from years past. But uh that new Witcher 3 update, Chef's Kiss. Really good. Lots of quality of life improvements. Yeah, Would mine mine it. is a uh, Greedfall. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was like a really uh Eurojank RPG from Spiders uh published by um Focus Entertainment which also does Plague Tale which is doing a lot of games that I'm really interested in lately. And I think playing Greedfall really got focus entertainment on my radar. And mm-hmm. I like what like their games they're, they're putting their money behind and backing. And uh, yeah. And I, and I really liked Greedfall again. It's, it's not perfect. And like I said, it's, it's like Eurojank the RPG. Sure. I've said that a few times. It's like, it's got this like weird, like way of, being that is just different and it's like oh okay i kind of like this it's got some charm the euro jank um okay but yeah uh focus entertainment is a publisher i really have my eye on they just put out like evil west and a few other games and like they're they're they did a lot at the end of the year and i'm just like yeah i like i like what i see from them from between greedfall and greedfall is getting a sequel we'll we'll have to keep an eye on them obviously a plague tale yeah um yeah and we had one uh we had well not ron 
one write-in, but the write-in I chose. Heisenberg, he played Doom 2016 this year. Still haven't played Eternal. I think that's going to be on my, my list soon. It's a good one to go back to, for sure. I I really enjoyed Eternal. I love Doom 2016 as well. I mean, oh, great game. Yeah. Good one to to go back to. And our last but not least, a little bit of bonus one, because um, I think last year we talked about, like, we did a podcast of what we watched, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that did too well. Uh, But I still wanted to do, like, a... Hey, yeah, let's talk about, in, yeah. you know, our favorite movies or TV shows or comic books or books from the year. Um, yeah. So, Trio, what was your favorite uh, favorite movie or TV show or book or comic that you read in this year? I was Why? really kind of thinking this over. I was trying to think, like, what, like, it just enthralled me the whole time, like, movie or TV show-wise. And you know what it might be, Gooch? I need to simmer on this. I almost don't want to say it right now. Why? It might be Violent Night. What? I love that movie so weird. much. That's a it was weird so. Call. It was you watched just, it last night, man. Come on. I know, I know. That's why I'm saying I'm going <laughs> a little bias. hard. It is a recency bias, and that's why I'm saying take that with a big old asterisk. And there's probably a bunch of things that I'm forgetting about. Uh, that's kind of maybe more of my funny answer. I, I really just love the, the hell out of that movie. But it might be kind of boring. I think I might have to say it, though. The Batman? Yeah. It's the Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, I, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed that uh, film. We had a few write-ins about the Batman, for sure. Um, Eris wrote in and said, Cyberpunk Edgerunners had no business being that good and dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, for, for shows, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, for me, is is definitely it. That show hit me fucking real hard, and and it had a huge it boom great. for it Cyberpunk. It, yeah. it was like, you know, it, it really was Cyberpunk's second life. Um, and honestly, I think it might be the reason we get an... I, th- I know they only said one DLC so far, but if this if, if Phantom Liberty does well on top of that big push they got from Edge Runners, I could see them being like, you know what, we'll do a second DLC for this. We're actually working on one. But that's my hopeful attitude, I guess. And my movie would definitely be Top Gun Maverick. A Without good, a fucking doubt. That's a great, that movie that's a was stellar. It was better than it had any right to be, too. Just did not expect this movie to be nearly as fucking intense and it, and and like I just felt like such a back to basics for for film. I like and it was just such pa- a surprise. Part of it's too, nostalgia, but part of it is just like this is a really like well made movie with characters you care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a it, story that's riveting. It's a and, cool. And engaging. A- it's like a, it's like a cool action movie. It's not trying to be like I much mean, it's more. It's great than war that. propaganda as well, but it's fine. That's okay. <laughs> God, they were setting up uh, army recruitment things outside of screaming. So that's fine. But no, it, it's, it's it's a great movie. It's a fucking amazing movie. I love it so much. Um, Fred wrote in and said, um, "The Northman." Uh, among, I've heard that multiple times this year. Top Gun, uh, the Batman, um, and he said his favorite anime was Chainsaw Man, uh, which I've been seeing well. a lot of clips of. <laughs> it seems wild. Yeah, it for seems, sure. I'm like, would I watch this? Should I watch this? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Chainsaw Man is definitely on my radar in a in a manner of speaking. For sure. Um, but yeah, Trio, that's it. That's Game of the Year, 2022. Plague Tale Requiem. Sifu for me. Absolutely. Go play those two games and play many more. There's a good amount this year. I really think there's these end-of-the-year sales going on right now. I know there's one on Xbox. You can get a lot of stuff for super cheap. It's worth going back, for sure. Good year. Yeah, this year shaped up. It, it did. Like we had, we had Elden Ring at the top, and it was fucking great. And and Elden Ring kept us busy for a while there. Yep. Um, and then at the end of the year, you know, we we got proven a little bit wrong. That twenty twenty two was going to be a, a pretty good year with God of War, with Plague Tale, with uh, Midnight Suns, with Pentiment. You know, all the all these really like not just every oh my, every yeah. game was like a triple A knockoff. Even Call of Duty Modern uh, Warfare two, right? That yes. Was this year? Yes. Modern Warfare two two. The second yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that did. Pretty well. A yep. lot of people no, liked great. that campaign. It seems like I'm like, oh, is Call of Duty actually getting their stride? Again, it, it kind of seems so. At least zeitgeist-wise, definitely. Maybe not Warzone 2. I don't think Warzone 2 was received. I'm so out of that community, I could never I, tell you. I, 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 and this might be kind of apparent, but I, I, I really like try to know a lot about the games I don't play, even, even though... No, it's you know we're I don't, yeah exactly yeah. I don't play them like I try to know what's going on and what's in the conversation and you know seeing what's going on with Warzone and seeing what people are talking about with Call of Duty you can definitely read the Pokemon. room a bit for sure yeah, yeah yeah like I like I'm like as a as a hobbyist and an enthusiast like 
I, and as a, as a podcaster, like, I'm like, I need to know like what's going on. I can't sure. be like, totally oblivious to every single thing. No, absolutely. And that it is play. nice to have kind of those more general, like, like we said, our blind spots, definitely Nintendo, but to have a more generalist, like a uh, podcast you can go to or source that you can watch and you get those pieces of information that like for Nintendo, for instance, that I'm not really looking out for. So yeah, for sure. Gooch. Yeah. 2023 will be a, as a, 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 hopefully a good year for us. We, we had a, a good like last half of the year for sure um with our views and stuff and uh we got some not anything we got we got things cooking but not like a new thing rewind review will be announced probably within the next month the next one i've been really should i say should i say the other thing should i do that if you want i don't know that's that's totally up to you until we can, do you want to wait one more, or do you want to? Yeah, just well, say I'm gonna hold off. I'm right. gonna hold off because we don't have we don't have all the details online. We, we just yet. checked the oven; it's if not you, quite if ready to if be you're, told. If you're smart, you can figure it out. Yeah, for sure. But um, one thing I think I uh, we're discontinuing is Beyond County Lines. Um, I kind of thought about that a little bit, and I'm just like, if we really wanted to do something, it would just be a podcast. Yeah, it would just be a podcast. No, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was like, I was like, I think with doing no, no, that I think it show, was a cool, great idea for like, it I was works like, for what it was supposed to be. At first. I think like every time I tried to do it i was always felt like i was stretching myself thin sure um, it was just like kind of trying extra, to get yeah. it done like oh, i was just another thing we have to do sure um yeah and i mean we had a bit you know we the last few times less like probably like sub 10 sessions we've done it's just like the triple up of shit where you know we were then like werewolf by night tales of the well, it's funny we were doing like that but else. then now we've just kind of moved to doing two hour podcasts instead on the weekends now like we instead of having three we've been doing like hour hour and a half ones which is fun. i love it it's great wait what do you mean like i feel like the last couple have been oh, more the last like, couple yeah have been right. more like over the last month or so it's been yeah. more like we just had our month like our longer form podcast right because it was like god Pentiment of war two was a long one yeah, yeah. they yeah. were both they like were meaty longer. guys yeah and then we had i think before that was callisto and something else what yeah. there was oh the uh the guardians review so that was like a double upper but yeah yeah we um you know if you're not subs- <laughs> yeah. you look like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're touching us like what does he want um you know if you're not subscribed please uh subscribe up Absolutely. follow a um, like on the youtube video goes a long way as yeah. well yeah i think one of our goals for this year for the podcast or at least for me and i'm this is the first time you're hearing this um I, I would like to see more engagement with likes and comments and and reviews and maybe not discord. That's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I would just like to see like more comments and that's, I mean, that's, that's something any YouTubers going to strive for, yeah. right? Just not, not just views, just like, Hey, engagement. Like, I want to see yeah. like what people are saying and inter- interacting with the TikTok has been great. That was something that actually really paid off. But, um, I, um, uh, like I, I think I know we've gotten views off of it. Began. It's like I don't know who's coming from TikTok over to the podcast unless sure. you're like telling me you are. Um, and that's kind of where the like interaction thing is. The interaction on TikTok has been great. I know you don't have TikTok. Yeah. Um, but like no, sometimes I'm like, oh, dude, I, I would like, dude, it's a good app for spreading that I'm stuff. To think for sure. What, what TikTok we just posted that did really fucking well. But anyway. Yep. Well, thank you all so much if you've been watching with us live on twitch.tv slash Network. We really appreciate your time. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. We are on all your favorite social media platforms as well. At Delco Nerds is our handle on basically everything. Aside from our Facebook page, we got a Discord channel. That's all going to be linked down below. Uh, all this information can be found on our website, DelcoNerdNetwork.com. You can email us with your comments, questions, or concerns. DelcoNerds at gmail.com. We'd be happy to get back to you excuse me but for gooch i've been trio thanks for watching guys happy new year stay nerdy and we will see you next time